episode number two. Hey, Tong, are you a realtor? Yep, I'm a realtor. Hey, Kajua, are you a realtor? Yep, I'm a realtor. And we are yep, yep, realtors. realtors with Keller Williams Integrity Realty. All right, so episode number two, eight months in my basement, in Tong's basement. Yep. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, are there any updates from real estate, Tong, that you would like to share? Yeah, I think we should share our personal updates. Since our last episode, we've uh, made an offer on a on a investment property. We got the offer accepted, went through an inspection, and now we're just less than three weeks away from closing. Super exciting. Yep. And this is going to be our second rental property. Yep. Okay. So I'm um, going to talk about, um, you know, the story of becoming a first-time home buyer, mm-hmm. and then also share our renting experience. Mm-hmm. And then go into talking about only two properties at yeah. that time. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a lot of stuff all in one episode here. It is a lot of stuff. So hopefully you guys can stick around and hear our story. And learn our lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely most, most importantly, learn. Okay, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. So much of it has to do with your story mm-hmm. and the decisions that you made right out of college. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an idea of what life was like? back in the 2008-2009 and your decision in becoming a first-time home buyer. Sure, yeah. So I graduated from college in the winter of 2007. That's when I got my bachelor's degree in education and then I started student teaching the that year um, and then the following year in 2008-2009 I actually got my first full-time job as a teacher and after working a year I was finally able to you know, uh, save up enough and kind of figure things out financially to actually make a purchase on a house. And at the time was also, if you guys remember, the housing crisis, uh, 2009 to 2011. Uh, a lot of homes went on the market because of foreclosures. Uh, the bubble bursted, you know, home values were not that high. Then they plummeted right away. A lot of people lost their homes because of um, variable um, rates and stuff like that. And so a lot of people lost their homes. It was a very sad time. I knew a lot of people personally who lost their homes. And home prices were dirt cheap. And so a lot of investors came in and bought a whole bunch of homes, you know, uh, in my neighborhood. And I got lucky enough that I actually bought a house as well during that time. So a lot of unfortunate events happened. But, you know, even though there's unfortunate things, I actually got lucky and was able to buy during that time. And of course, today you can't really buy at that rate anymore. So at that time, not a lot of people were buying homes. Yeah. And you came out of college just one year, you know, working. Why did you decide to move out of your family? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I lived in my dad's basement at the time. <laughs> so I was working and, you know, like you're, you're trying to be professional, but then you're also living in your dad's basement. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't rent or anything like that, but... Uh, so I spent about a year living there, and then after a while, um, yeah, living with ten people too. So after a while, I was like, "Yeah, I got got to get out," you know. Um, I got to get out. Um, there's three beds. Um, it was a three bed, two bath, three car garage house. It's big. It had a lot more. The garage was bigger than the house. How about that? <laughs> so um, yeah, there was not enough space for us, and we were getting older and. Yeah, you were basically sharing the basement with all your brothers. Yeah, it was like four of us in the basement, kind of just like bunk beds and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get out of here. And I hadn't had enough money to like basically move out 
but um, I had saved enough and I figured out financially that I could afford to, to own a house at that time. And I didn't own, I didn't have a whole lot, whole lot of debt because when I walked out of college, I had like $27,000 in debt and um, I didn't have a car debt, you know, because I got a hand-me-down car from my dad. So it was pretty, pretty basic, pretty simple. And yeah. So then at that time, you didn't really know much about buying a home or no. investing or anything like that. No. So how did you get into that process and how did you buy your first house? Well, my dad had just previously bought that house like five years prior to me buying my house. So my dad had, my mom and dad had lived in America for 15 years and they had bought their first house. I had no idea what the process was like. I wasn't in, involved in the process of them looking and buying the house that they were at at the time. Um, all I know, all I knew was they got a realtor and they went to see some houses and next thing you know, we moved out. And I wasn't even there to move out. <laughs> so I was actually at spring break uh, down in Florida when they were doing the whole moving out. So, um, you know, I couldn't find my stuff when I came back home, you know. But my aunt was a realtor at the time and, you know, didn't know no one else. So I was like, oh, my aunt's a realtor, so I'm going to go ask her to help me out. And, um, you know, she took me, a, took me to some homes and then, you know, made a quick decision on what I got. It was relatively quick. It was probably like, probably saw like maybe seven to eight houses only it wasn't that much um but yeah i remember going initially though initially we wanted to go me and two brothers wanted to go buy a house together because again the house is getting cramped and we we're like yeah let's just try to go buy a house and that was like kind of like my aunt's suggestion it was like three of you guys going to to get one house and so like okay we could probably go get a you know pretty big house because we have a lot more income the three of us but when we got to the bank, the bank was like, um, it's probably best you just do it yourself. <laughs> so I was like, okay, just do it myself. So um, I took on that risk and the house was going to be, the loan was going to be under my name. And so once we got that figured out, I was the main person that was going on these, um, you know, these, um, the, the home visits. You know, I would go with my aunt and my mom came along with me and, and then my she went to every home yeah, right? yeah. and then also, also my older brother went too because he was gonna live with me too at the moment and so like mostly four of us and we toured like, again we probably saw like honestly less than 10 houses honestly and the houses were just dirt cheap i mean we saw homes ranging from 60 to over 100,000, and these are you know anywhere between 13 1400 square feet to 1800 square feet houses uh, all foreclosed um in the twin cities and yeah, it was really, it was kind of cra crazy to see homes that low. Um, and of course, you know, you can't see that today at all. You know, there's barely any foreclosures, you know, it's like less than 0.1% of the market maybe is a foreclosure, honestly. You don't, you don't ever see any foreclosures. Um, but back then, it was, every house that we went to was a foreclosed house. There was no, I think there's only one house that we went to that was, that had someone currently living there. And that was going for like 135000 or something like that. And it was a nice looking house too. Homes, home prices had plummeted so much that it was kind of like you pick and choose which one you want to buy. Yeah, and just to yeah, just to give those of you who are listening back at that time, like a sixty to two hundred thousand home now is probably worth two twenty. Yeah, two twenty yeah, or, or higher. Yeah, it could be like easily two twenty. Um, yeah. So it was kind of unfortunate because we just came out of college. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of income. We didn't know that we were supposed to be saving for a house. Yeah. <laughs> And if we hadn't known that information, 
I think that we would have made better decisions. Oh, yeah. You know, we would have really taken advantage of of that moment. Mm-hmm. But of course, we were fresh out of college, yeah. and so um, I didn't know any friends who graduated and then bought a house. Yeah. You were the only person who I knew that did that. So that was very unique. Um, but then you you had to come up with a lot of cash up yeah, front because yeah. it was ten percent down, right? Yeah, at the time it was like because of the foreclosure, you know, they they wanted ten percent down. They wanted they had higher interest rates back then. You know, it's, it wasn't as secure to buy, so um, they asked for a lot more. And so yeah, I, I we made the offer in November and we closed in January of two thousand ten. So and also there's a incentive too to to buy at the time they were giving out you know money to. To help out you know, first-time home buyers and stuff like that, uh, you know, even though there's like ten percent down and and high interest rates, it was still kind of worth it. And I had to go out and you know, like even I didn't have the ten percent. I actually had to borrow from people. And once you know, I borrowed from them. You know, I, I had to make enough money to pay them all back. You know, for just to get that ten percent. But yeah. Okay, so you bought the house, moved in in January. Mm-hmm. Okay, did the dream of the bachelor pad actually happen? Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, it's like just a bunch of young guys living in the house, and it didn't happen. It happened like right away. Well, but the first few months it was just me and my older brother. So it was just like two of us in the house. Well, first of all, when we moved in, we found out that the heater don't work, <laughs> AC don't work, pipes are all old in the basements. So we had to replace all those things first. Um, I think we had to replace the water softener too. So basically a lot of repairs right away and then a few minor touch-ups around the house to make it kind of look nice. But for the most part, we kind of kept the carpet. I mean, that was just the, almost was disgusting. <laughs> we kept the old carpet. We didn't really paint. So we didn't really know how to take care of a house and we didn't have you know advice on how to really maintain it well. So we kind of kept things the same for the most part. But we made some fixes to the appliances to make them you know newer and things work better. You know, so we lived there for two year, two months and then, you know, we had a few parties, and but we didn't really have like the bachelor pad dream, you know. Like I was always working, he was always working, so we never really had a lot of friends over. But yeah, we thought that it was gonna be just like it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be like college party every day. But you know, by that time I was like a year and a half removed from college. And then um, three months later, after that, after owning the house for three months, my uncle lost his house, and then he, him and his two boys moved in with us. So his, both his boys were under. Eight, at, I believe, at the time. They're both under eight years old. One was four. The other one must have been eight. And they moved in with us because, you know, he had lost his house. And so I took them on, and then they stayed with us for a few months. So it went from the two of us, me and my older brother, to five five boys in the house now. <laughs> Just within three months span, you know, the house had more people already. Yeah, yeah. it's getting crowded uh, Because already. of unfortunate circumstance that mm-hmm. happened. And then you had your uncle li- living with you, um, and then you went to California. Yeah, yeah. So that summer, I moved. I went to California to um, a friend's wedding to see a friend's wedding, and me and my buddies we planned all this together. And uh, when we got back from California, like surprise, surprise, <laughs> I come back home and like I go up to my room and then I see like uh, my nephew sleeping on my bed. I'm like, what? My, my baby nephew sleeping on my bed. I was like, what, why is he here? And then my mom's stuff all up in my room. I was like, my mom moved into my, my room while um, while uh, uh, I was in California for a week and a half. And 
at the time, you know, my mom had, you know, she was one of the people that encouraged me to move out of, of the house. And my dad was very encouraging as well. You know, when I told them that I was going to move out, they, were, they supported me. You know, they're, they're the people who gave me, a, you know, a few thousand bucks, you know, as a loan to pay for my down payment, you know. But when I came back, I saw my nephew and I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Like, and then <laughs> and then next thing you know, like when people start coming home, I was like, why is everyone here? And then my mom's like, yeah, um, your dad and I are divorced. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's out of the blue. He's like, okay. So, so you had no clue. No, no one clue. told you anything. No one told me anything while I was in California. So they just divorced while I was away. And she moved in completely. Like, completely moved in. Well, they, were, they weren't divorced officially. They were, like, in the process. Like, she was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving him. And she moved in, and she brought all the kids. So all my siblings moved in. And then, you know, obviously she was babysitting my, my nephew that day. But everyone had moved in. All their stuff was in the basement now. And my uncle moved out because my uncle was my dad's younger brother. So that'd be awkward to have them living together. But um, so my uncle and them just out, out of the blue moved out. I didn't know. And his uh, two sons moved out. So my cousins moved out. And instead of them, like more people moved in <laughs> into my basement. So uh, yeah, three three younger brothers and a younger sister with my mom. Now with me and my older brother and also another brother that, you know, initially we wanted to, to buy the house together. So there was quite a few of us all in that house within less than 10 months of me owning it. It went from me thinking I would have my own bachelor pad to sharing it with my uncle and his his kids and then my whole family. Yeah, I mean, props to you, though, like for taking the responsibility to move out of your parents' house and then, you know, accepting your uncle and your cousins to come stay with you and then, boom, <laughs> your mom and everyone else, everyone else moved in. Um, but you've always been very patient and very, you know, just kind of going with the flow. But, you know, how did that actually make you feel, though? Like, mm. you never really express, you know, those transitions and, and kind of, like, the goals that you actually have for yourself and then to, like, be interrupted by um, taking care of other people. Like, how, how did that actually made you feel or affect you? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, was, um, it was something that I felt like I was burdened with, burdened with responsibility, because at the time, uh, they were all young, you know, the siblings were all young. They're all in high school. They didn't have, you know, full-time jobs. Even the ones that were kind of out of it, you know, were, were doing part-time stuff. And I just felt burdened with responsibility. Like, I was like, okay. I mean, I, I felt like, I mean, yeah, you got cheated out of, like, your youth, like, to, to do whatever you want and, you know, whatever. But also, it was kind of like, you know, you can't do whatever you want. You know, like you, you have to be responsible. You have to take care of these people. Uh, you have to take care of yourself, you know. Um, and so I think I think I did the right thing and not splurging money and not wasting my time with other things. But I actually, you know, took the took the time to, to care for people and to, to take care of situations around. Yeah, I, I mean, you would think, oh, yeah, I felt cheated and I would be angry. But actually, I, was, I don't think I, I was ever angry. I mean, I was kind of, like, upset that my mom had moved into my house <laughs> when I was gone. And I was like, what? And then, but, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's probably bigger on them that they don't, you know, they're splitting up and stuff like that. But uh, it was really, really awkward, you know, especially when my dad would stop by and awkward moments between the two of them. And, but, um uh, but uh, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone was, um, everything had changed by that time. Everything had changed and mm -hmm. 
life is turned upside down. I became like the father figure <laughs> all of a sudden. You know, I didn't really want to, but yeah, you accept it. And then a year later, one more person moved in. Yeah, one more person moved in. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> yeah. I moved in. Yeah. No, um, you had a lot going on in your personal life and with your family, you know, with a lot of transitioning, you know, with your house and then the divorce with your parents and then a death in the family. So it was, it was a very, very emotionally like difficult time for everyone. And we didn't want to get married. Well, I didn't want to get married, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of convinced me into it. Um, and for me, I actually, you know, wanted to get an apartment and, and be independent and live on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an, enough money for a down payment to buy a house. I wasn't even thinking of buying a house. Yeah. That was like 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. you know. I had no clue about what, what the market was like. Didn't know anybody in my family who, who was a realtor. Mm-hmm. No one had that conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't have any money, money saved up. And plus, I was working very part-time. And so I didn't have a lot of money, but I, I wanted to be independent. I wanted to move out. I didn't want to get married. Um, but my parents were like, nope, nope, nope. You can't do any of that. You yeah. are a daughter. You have to, you know, be responsible. You have to live with us or go get married. Yeah. And so I got married. Yeah. <laughs> I got married and we started our life. And um, But before we did, though, had a lot of conversations about how we needed to both secure full-time jobs mm-hmm. with good benefits before we could commit to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like the beginning of our relationship that has really been the foundation to led us to where we are now was saying something and then following through mm-hmm. on whatever commitment that we say we were going to do. Mm-hmm. So you got your full-time job, and then I had to find a full-time job. So that was my motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get a full-time job. Yeah, if you want to get married, this, you know, <laughs> if you want some of this. I need to get, if I want to get married, <laughs> I need to get a full-time job. And I did. I got a really good, you know, full-time job. Um, and so, you know, the, the agreement between the two of us was both of us need to get full-time jobs. And my, you know, what I said to you was, we can't live at your house. Mm-hmm. We have to move out um, just because there's so many people there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we are taking up one, one more room. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, your mom was living in the basement mm-hmm. of your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually went apartment searching mm-hmm. before we got married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did all of this without, like, anybody knowing. My parents didn't know. You know, your mom didn't know until we signed a lease a one-year lease with their first apartment, and then you told your family. Mm-hmm. And what did you say to, to your family? Well, I told them that I was um, I was leaving, um, you know, and everyone was pretty happy that I was getting married and I was going to leave and stuff like that. And, but there's, you know, obviously some people were upset that I was leaving. They're like, oh, who's going to take care of the house? You know, who's, <laughs> who's going to pay? You know, because at the time, you know, no one had the income to, to, to pay the mortgage at the time, even though the mortgage was relatively low, but... Um, you know, these high school kids, you know, so. Um, and it just didn't make sense because yeah. it's your house. Yeah. Why are you leaving? Yeah. Um, so for me as the, the nya coming into this family, I feel like I was the bad person, you know, because mm. I took their son away from them yeah. and he's not living at his 
own house. Yeah. So I felt pretty evil. Um, but I knew that we needed our privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that we were starting fresh and we needed our space to just be ourselves and do what we needed to do. Um, and plus, I came from a very big family, too. And so I completely under understood how it would feel like to go into another really big family. Um, and and it was for the best for everyone. Um, so we we signed our lease, and then we got married. You took me home, mm-hmm. and then we lived at your house for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we moved. Oh, we got, we got to talk about the bride price. And then we moved to our apartment, <laughs> and then, yeah, we can talk about the bride price. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, um... So yeah, we all another part of our agreement of getting married was that we had to come up with five thousand dollars, right, to pay the bride price, <laughs> and so we actually went out and created a, a, a savings account, um, and we actually both chipped in, so we both chipped in until we we got to that that uh, threshold, and once we did, it was like okay, it's it's time, because <laughs> you know we've accomplished all the goals, right? We we're gonna move out, we got jobs, we got money, now let's go. So. Yeah, and the feminist in me at that time was so against that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to pay for myself. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want us to pay, you know. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a really intense conversation with my parents, which I will leave for another another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it was very emotional for me to have to, you know, like just working super part-time and paying off my student loans and trying to save money to as this gift towards you know our parents towards, towards my parents mm-hmm. um so it was really it was very confusing in my head mm-hmm. and then also like coming into your family with your parents going through the divorce and just it was just a lot happening um but regardless i'm glad that we made it happen mm-hmm. and and then yeah we moved out to our first apartment so lived in this one bedroom apartment that was costing us like $500, super cheap, right? That's something that you can't find now. And it was close to our work, both of our work. Um, and also at that time, we only had one car. So it was a, a, a used car that Thong had just bought. Um, and so we were sharing that car, um, but mostly he was using it and I was taking public transportation. And so lots of, yeah, fun times. First time ever I learned how to take public transportation was after I got married and moved out. Um, so we sacrificed a lot because you were still paying for the mortgage mm-hmm. at your house. Yeah, now, that was part of the deal of me moving out too, was that I, I had promised that I was going to be paying the mortgage still. So even though I didn't live there that year, I'd still pay the mortgage <laughs> and yeah. and other bills too. So like, and the, the goal was that they would kind of figure it out themselves within that year. I came, I gave them a, a, a like a one year uh, time frame in which they could kind of figure out, you know, their careers and figure out their education, figure out their jobs and whatever. Um, and they could kind of, you know, help pay for the house, you know, because I wouldn't, I wasn't going to be there anymore. Yeah, that was the goal. Spoiler alert, it didn't work out the way we wanted to. <laughs> so we moved out, but we were still helping with the house mm-hmm. and still paying $500 um, for our own rent and paying our student loans. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, we didn't 
spend money on anything else yeah. <laughs> other than to buy food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we didn't have a wedding reception, nothing fancy, um, no diamond rings, uh, no honeymoon, all the stuff that Noiweb, you know, would do. And we we didn't we didn't do any of that, which was fine. I think at that time we were okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm you know like thinking back, I'm actually pretty thankful that with your responsibility at your house, you know, it really helped us to be like, hey, you know what, we actually don't have that much money, so we need to live within our means. And at that time, I didn't really see it as suffering or sacrificing. Yeah. It was just like we just. Hey, the most important thing to me at that time was we get to live on our own. Yeah. And so I was willing to sacrifice other things for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the apartment, the first apartment. It was nasty. <laughs> nasty carpet. Yeah. Lots of, like, we lived on the third floor, so yeah. you can smell all the smoke yeah. that were coming up. Lots of nasty bugs biting me. Um, I just remember going to work and having, like, super swollen arms, and I would just ice myself at work because I was mm. so itchy all day, so it was so disgusting. But then again, I'm with a person I love, and we had a space of our own. <laughs> so that was, like, the the main focus in my head. But anyways, we uh, we decided to not renew the lease, and we found another apartment that was a lot cleaner and better. It had more amenities. It had a swimming pool and, like, pool table and wait uh workout room and all that so Mm -hmm. that was that was the fun apartment that was when we actually had more guests over and um this was the second year into our marriage and so we had a lot of fun times in that second apartment yeah it was fun yeah i think the very first thing we do is your birthday party (laughs) your 26th birthday party at that place and that was off the hook we had we had over capacity yeah. Of people in our one bedroom apartment yeah. but it was fun it was a good night um and but then you know we were also really really busy because mm-hmm. at that time you were the financial supporter you mm-hmm. you were still teaching full-time but then um i lost my my job because it was only a one-year grant and so i was working all these part-time and for part-time jobs and doing some consulting work and then i was also going to school for my translation and interpreting certificate Mm. and so I was always studying and then you were always grading we didn't really spend time together Mm -hmm. (laughs) with each other Mm -hmm. but I think yeah that that was the apartment that made us realize you know what we we can't live off one income Mm -hmm. and yeah at that time you were still helping Mm -hmm. with the with your house yeah because, you know, like when, within that one year, things weren't going according to plan. And I was still helping out. Um, it, I mean, it was a little bit less, but still significant, you know. And you were still helping out. And then, you know, I didn't have a full-time job to help us. So we were actually, we were tapping into our savings account more and more and more. And we decided not to renew our lease because we're like, we can't continue to live like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, and so then that's why we decided to move back mm-hmm. and live in your basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of, kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, we moved back. Um, the following year, after so after two years of being away, uh, living in the apartments, we moved back to the house. And by that time, things had changed quite a bit. Two people had gotten married and moved out. 
uh, at the same time, two people moved back in, <laughs> two other, we, and, you know, another brother and his wife and their kid moved in. So three, actually, I'm sorry, three people moved in. So two adults and one, one child moved in. Um, and so by that time they had already, you know, established their rooms and space. And when we moved in, oh, also we had created another bedroom downstairs. So uh, while we were away, uh, construction underwent and <laughs> we actually constructed another, you know, split up the, 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 the room, the, the big room downstairs into, um, another bedroom. And so it became a four, two, two. And so when we, when I, because you and I, we moved back in, we got the basement room. <laughs> Not the new room, but the old old basement room. But um, So we got to live in my basement for eight months. So hence the title of this podcast. Yeah, so we moved everything from our, our apartment into that one <laughs> bedroom. Yeah, it's like 10 by 10. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about, about you know, living back in your house in the basement for the next eight months right it was fun yeah it was a fun time it was a fun time um we came back and we were like hey you know what um everybody is going to have a chore yeah (laughs) there's going to be um specific days and times when you are responsible for cleaning the bathroom or sweeping the floor or cooking dinner or mowing the lawn um so we like designated tasks and everybody agree on it it wasn't like people signed up (laughs) people just signed up we weren't like you don't cleaning the toilet, mm. <laughs> which did you volunteer? I, I, I volunteer for the cleaning of the bathroom yeah. <laughs> and cooking mostly. Yeah, it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. we made it fun. Everyone signed up for a task that they wanted to do. And I think people actually commit. Some did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some were pretty excited for like the first week. And yeah. then after that, there was lots of reminders. Yeah. But regardless, it was fun. Um, that house, you know, I just remember, I remember our niece, mm-hmm. right? Because she was still, she was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And so um, for the eight months that we were there, we helped to take care and watch her and really got the chance to spend time with her, mm-hmm. um, which helped prepare us for becoming parents later mm-hmm. on. Um, so really good memories with our niece. But then also, you know, um, mom, she she is loved by a lot of people and so the house is always filled with people mm-hmm. coming in and leaving and um the front door was never locked mm-hmm. <laughs> there was always people coming through and the parking there was like hard, it was hard to find parking <laughs> yeah it was hard to find parking it was, yeah it was in a cul-de-sac too so it didn't help that you know <laughs> if you it was wanted... hard to find parking and if you are you know if you need to uh, be the first to leave for work in the morning you gotta be strategic and park your car last so mm-hmm. lots of that happening um but it was fun because we were all still pretty young we didn't have a lot of nieces and nephews and mm-hmm. you and i didn't have kids mm-hmm. and so we had a lot of like family game nights there was a lot of mafia being played there was a lot of like food that we enjoy together almost like all the holidays like thanksgiving christmas birthdays graduations weddings Mm -hmm. that was all at that house (laughs) it was a busy place it was a very busy place especially during the summer yeah um but yeah it was it was good times Mm -hmm. any like best memories from the house during Uh, that time yeah just a lot of movie watching just imagine all of us sitting in a room watching one movie (laughs) you know like everyone's on their own device nowadays but like back then um we all would watch a movie together and 
have movie nights and you know just all those activities like uh no one you know no one had places to go at the time and so we all stayed home and uh we were all together and we we're all adults young adults at the time so those are definitely memorable yeah and i think for me like as a nya you know i i needed those i needed those two years away from the family you know to kind of like gather myself and then coming back I felt like I was part of the family. I mm-hmm. feel like I was just another sibling, and we were just having fun. And I really got the chance to know your brothers and your sister. At that time, it was only one of them. Um, and, you know, the ninja that we were all living together, and, and your mom. Um, so it felt natural. I felt like we were just all part of a family. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was it was good, good times. Mm-hmm. So... So then, you know, in the next episode, we'll talk more about why we moved out. <laughs> but, but, uh, so that's why we moved back then and we lived in your basement for eight months. And then, do you want to talk about like what is it now? Mm-hmm. What, what, how, what is the place now? What has it become? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it has since it's, it's now a uh, rental property, it's our first rental property. Um, we converted it over, got the license from the city. Um, you know, made all the, um, all the, the fixes to make it uh, up to code to turn to a rental and we've got tenants there now and, um, it's the beginning of our, our real estate dream. And, and the, the real reality is like, we kind of learned this like the hard way or the long way, like to turn it into a rental. And because, um, the reason why we, we turned it into a rental was that we, we wanted to invest more in property. Um, and of course, at the time, you know, it was, it's still under my name and, you know, it counts against me. And so, you know, we had to make money out of it. And, um, I mean, at the moment we're not making a ton of money right now, but it, it's, it's, be- it's like, it's better than being negative or something like that. Uh, kind of, you know, being negative towards my income. Um, but yeah, so right now it's our, it's our first rental property. And, uh, again, we're trying to acquire some more, some more assets, um, and hopefully we, We'll let you up. We'll let you know. We'll update y'all. Yeah, I think I think because we didn't know much about like how do you even turn anything into a rental property. We didn't have any knowledge, and mm-hmm. we didn't even like think to Google or like research yeah. on that. You know, mm-hmm. because you were having this property for like at that time it was like five years already. Mm-hmm. No, no, it was three years, right? Because we moved back in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, by that and, time, it, yeah, yeah, we had owned it for three something years. Yeah. Three something years, and then, and then you and I bought our house, first house together, and mm-hmm. so then we have two properties mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and we just had no knowledge, yeah. you know, no knowledge of like, oh, we can tap into our equity, or we can like, you know, borrow money mm-hmm. from our house or mm-hmm. anything like that, yeah. and so or turn it into a business, or turn it into a business. Yeah. We were not business minded at all yeah. had no clue yeah. until just until just recently when we, we went through a real estate school mm-hmm. and that took like 10 years yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well not 10 but four years after that or five years after that yeah that's when we we started making changes but um yeah so like it was kind of interesting that we went from one to two pretty quick um and now we're Going from two to three, it's taken us quite a while, but we went from one to two real quick because you know the house, um, that house was under my name, and then this house that the next house that we bought was actually under just only your name, and so you had qualified to buy that by yourself, 
Um, so now we have two different owners of two different properties, but you know, we two different properties mm. yeah. <laughs> because we use two different people to, to buy two different properties. For sure. Um, and the next episode, we'll talk about you know this this new house that we we acquire. Mm-hmm. Lots of interesting stories to tell about that one. Yeah, for sure. But okay, let's let's recap. You mm-hmm. know, eight months in my basement, mm-hmm. and what, what were some what were some things that you like learn or reflected on about we were talking about you know going through this podcast during this time of your life yeah i think one thing that i learned and i think it's probably something that you know whoever's listening should definitely learn or definitely should share with other people is that right when you're young and stuff like that you know when you're young out of school or you just just newlyweds i think it's probably a good idea to invest in a property um you know, because you got two incomes, buy something that could gain you value over time. And we lived very frugally in a way, like not that we we wanted to, but just that that's kind of, kind of our nature. You know, we didn't want to splurge too much. We are not, we're not too fancy people, um, but we lived a pretty simple life. And, you know, right, right now we're kind of reaping some of the some of the rewards of of that kind of lifestyle we had. Um, it's good that we both got pretty lucky with our jobs and careers been pretty good with our health as well um but yeah just invest early talk to people who have the knowledge and the skills and they can probably mentor you guide you through this stuff um, but yeah if, if i knew what i knew now back then things would have been completely different i think you and i would have completely had a different perspective of things you know like you would have bought two sixty thousand yeah, no, dollars right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Yeah, instead of, you know, like, I still, like, think back about, like, those days in which we walked homes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they were, like, that cheap. And, you know, there's, I mean, in a way, like, they weren't, like, fixer-uppers in the sense that you had to, you know, destroy everything. They were like, oh, you just replace this thing, replace that thing, and then you got yourself a house. (laughs) And now you think back on it, like dang you know like it's like but when you don't know how much those things cost it's yeah. like it's so scary it's like yeah i have to replace a furnace how yeah. much does that cost yeah you know? or a wall like yeah. you you know like when you we saw those things and i was like okay nope 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 i'm not yeah. gonna do this then not gonna do that but then when you think about it it's like it's probably cheaper than replacing a furnace mm-hmm. you know replacing some walls um but yeah so those things are definitely things that i've learned and i mean they're not regrets necessarily but they're definitely like things you're like Maybe I should have gone with something different or, you know, I could maybe maybe afford more today if I didn't, you know, make those financial decisions back then. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, um, it was definitely very difficult, you know, coming into like a whole new family, but then also a family that was going through a lot and then having to make decisions on, OK, we're going to start our life, but we also have to help out. You know, and we helped out a lot during that time. And so that was that was hard, you know, just trying to like balance everything and 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 try to just trying to understand, you know, what was happening with your family. But I think the one thing that we did right was that we just continued to make decisions and we continue to follow through Mm -hmm. and whatever goal that we set for ourselves, we did accomplish it, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that helped us to not get stuck Mm -hmm. and whatever situation that we were in and we could have gotten stuck in so many yeah so many, times. so many at so many times we could have just not find the apartment and just lived with your family mm-hmm. you know and if we had done that i wonder 
where we would be now. Mm-hmm. Would we still be all living together? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, um, so so there's so many moments that we could have just been like stuck and yeah. be like, you know what? Let's just settle. Mm-hmm. This is what it, it is. What it is. We're just gonna be okay with this. Yeah. But I think part of it was like our curiosity, our you know, we we needed like our privacy, and we just kind of like follow our hearts and. We just did it. Mm-hmm. And so making that decision, even though we didn't know exactly what the next five decisions would be, mm-hmm. it was just making one move, one decision, and then the rest just kind of slowly revealed itself to mm-hmm. us. And that's that's how I've seen our life play out, mm-hmm. you know. And this is something that, for the listener, you'll kind of continue to see as we tell our story, is that we, even though we didn't have a lot of knowledge in real estate, or we didn't have a, a lot of knowledge on finance, we were just like, it was just the basic things. Mm-hmm. Pay down our student loans. Pay down our student loans before we can have a kid, mm-hmm. you know? And then, and pay down our student loans before we can buy a car for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it took us a while before I even got a, a new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was my reward. Mm-hmm. Pay off my student loans and then I can get a new car. Mm-hmm. And then after that, be like, okay, we, we can have a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So, so my biggest lesson you know, was just making decisions, going with it. And I was really lucky to have a partner who, like, trusted me, right? You could have said no to a lot of things that I suggested. You could have been like, no, we're not moving out because I have my house here, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think you trusted me and and you loved me and supported me and what I wanted as well. Um, And so I'm really thankful for that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah, you're a good guy. All right. <laughs> but yeah, also one more thing too I forgot is like I also had to say no to a lot of other people. Yeah. Even though I didn't say no to you. I well the thing is I didn't want to say no to us. You know, but I said no to a lot of people. You know, like people didn't want me to move out initially with you to the apartment when we got married and I said no. I'm gonna do this. You <laughs> know. And then when we moved back, people were happy that we moved back, but at the same time when we said we're gonna move out again <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. You, 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 why would you do that? And then we're like, nope, we're we're going. So in a way, it's like, yeah, people like. I just felt like there's certain people who try to hold you back from your dreams and your goals, without them really seeing your dreams and your goals. And you like, even though we don't, we we're not playing chess in the sense that we're making twenty moves in advance. You know, we're we're making one or two. And we're going to see where that goes. <laughs> you know, we react to to whatever happens. Um, and, you know, maybe it's not the best advice out there. You know, like people want to know every single thing before they do it. But I'm not that kind of person in a way. Like, I, I know one or two moves. And that's probably how I play chess, too. I know one or two moves. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, if that doesn't work, I'll figure out the rest later. Um, but, like, that was, like, the thing, too, is, like, I didn't want people to stop me from my dreams and my goals just because they couldn't see it from my perspective and i made it in this in a way that was so simple and so obvious but there's still people who who encouraged me not to or discouraged me in this sense to not to do that and and i'm glad that i didn't listen to them i'm glad that i listened to myself i'm glad like i have like i mean i don't have a whole lot of pride or like you know i'm not that kind of person but like in a way like i believed in myself you know i was willing to bet on myself on certain things and i'm kind of glad that i did yeah so that's that's another lesson learned too is like you you bet on yourself (laughs) and you just go with it 
see what happens next. Take, I think those are risks that we never thought were risks, like the kind of financial risk that we're taking today. You know, right? today we think about, we talk about risks a lot more than we did back then. Back then it was like, oh, we can do it. We just figure it out. But now it's like, okay, now we're being more strategic and we're looking at numbers and we're country numbers. and It's a little different kind of risk. All right. We're supposed to wrap up like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, it's wrapping up right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So thank you everybody for listening to Yelp Realtors. Please follow us on Facebook at Yelp Realtors, Keller Williams Integrity Realty. And, you know, if you have any questions or suggestions or anything, you know, send us your comments, email us at yelprealtors at gmail.com. And, yeah, I think that's that's it. Yep. So next episode, stay tuned. We're going to talk about our um, our first property together you know, as a married couple and then also um, more updates on our property. So we should be pretty close to closing time by that time. Sounds good. Well, thank you, everybody. Take care. Yep. Peace out. Thank you.